Elvis Preslin is leading the conversation all across South Africa right now. Now, now. Stay tuned to SAFM. E-hailing drivers say they are fighting every day for their rights, their livelihoods and their lives in the transport industry. E-hailing drivers met with the trade union SAFTU to raise many of their concerns and they say they have blocked their progress in the industry. Drivers say they want to be recognised as employees, amongst other things, by e-hailing companies. To further discuss this, we join on the line by the SAFTU National Spokesperson, Trevor Sharko. Very good morning to you, sir, and welcome. Good, good, good morning, Elvis, and thanks for having us. Mr. Sharko, what brought about this meeting with the e-hailing drivers yesterday? Um, the e-hailing drivers approached the South African Federation of Trade requesting the Federation to intervene and assist them in fighting for a number of issues, uh, amongst which you have mentioned one is the fight for the recognition as employees and their healing companies as um, employers so that they can be able to enjoy their rights and privileges which accrue from such a relationship, especially embedded in the legal statutes of this country which manage labor relations. But secondly, they raised issues around violence, which is usually limited against them by those who feel threatened in the market by these companies and the uh, lingering uh, potentiality to outcompete them, uh, which has declared led to the declaration of no-go no, no areas or, or, or zones which are declared no-go areas where if these drivers are to be found, uh, usually robbed of their cash, and even sometimes uh, beaten. Uh, so the general violence meted against them. But second, thirdly, was the issues around how these healing companies are not consulting them in the determination of tariffs. And as a result, they end up not factoring in input costs, uh, such as toll fees on the roads, um, the increase in fuel prices, and also just general interest rate increases which affect car installments which they are using. And as a result, such become factor in the fact that the very companies take two fees on each trip. The fees called commission fees and the booking fees, which amounts to about thirty one percent of the total amount charged on every trip. And and fourthly, what they raised was the issues around how grievances are settled. So a, a client may complain, and without a due diligence process to give the driver an opportunity to defend and give their side of story, the companies end up just ruling arbitrarily without such consultations and blocking the drivers from the app temporarily, and in other instances, even permanently. Mm-hmm. So what then came out of your meeting with the e-hailing drivers, and what role will yourself to be playing in trying to help them with their challenges? So... Um, our meeting actually started, this was the third one. Our meeting started a week ago, and we wrote to the Minister uh, of Labor and Employment. Uh, in addition to the issues of taxi, many bus taxi drivers we raised a while ago. And as a result, the Minister had responded, and we have set and fixed the meeting for the 28th of July, which is tomorrow, on Friday. So we're going to be discussing with the Minister. Uh, the issues of the minibus taxi industry, of the e-hailing uh, drivers, and also of the 
the expanded public works program workers, the EPWP workers. So their issue would be taken up there. And we'll hear what the minister has to say when we are putting forward the demand for such particular cognition. The issue to be recognized as employees by e-hailing companies, uh, what do you think are their reasons for that? And is that something that can become a reality? We think it can become a reality, especially in the context of a rich legal framework uh, South Africa has. So South Africa at least has two legal frameworks we rely on to determine employer-employee relations. The first one is Section 200 of the Labor Relations Act, which deals with who is the employee. Secondly, we have the Code of Good Conduct for who is the employer. It is attached as an appendix, or appendix rather, to the Labor Relations Act. And both of them uh, do specify what could be the employer. And the senior commissioner in 2017, who ruled on the case which was brought by our union affiliate, Luxo, had ruled in favor of the Uber driver, who was unfairly blocked from the uh, app. And as a result, uh, 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 the union referred a case of unfair labor practice. When we went there, the senior commissioner, first and foremost, had to determine jurisdiction. The only way he could preside over that particular case was to, to, to first determine whether this was employee-employee. And indeed, the commissioner uh, determined that the relationship was employee-employee. Although that ruling was subsequently reviewed and set aside at the Labor Court by Judge Van Ligerk, the president, in our view, was there, and the setting aside of that particular case only relied on technical uh, basis. It said mm. that the reference was not supposed to be Uber BV, which is the international holder, but was supposed to be Uber South Africa. So you see, such a particular technical basis for us did not hold water, and as a result, SAF2 and its affiliate had to consider reviewing that particular case further. All and right. this is what we also discussed yesterday. But also, there are global precedents. The New Zealand case ruled that that employer-employee relation existed between drivers and the e-hailing companies. Yes. The Dutch company also ruled, sorry, the Dutch mm-hmm. uh, district court also ruled in 2021 that such an, uh, a relationship was employer-employee. Yes. So- All right, that's where we got to leave it. Travis Sharko is Softu's national spokesperson. You are listening to First Take SA on SAFM.